0: Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Ramsey!
1: Oh, Marshall. I, I like, uh, you know, what we've sort of involved uh, in our setups here nowadays. You have a fancy green screen thing. I gave up. And so I have, you know, just my bookcases that are actually behind me and my little toy cars and so on. And, uh, I just realized that, um, I can't, is it around the horn? Is that the ESPN show? And there's always the one guy that like is the crazy uncle and he has something written on his whiteboard behind him at all times. And it has (laughs) nothing to do with the show. Right. Well, there's my one and only sports reference for this podcast, but, uh, Hey, I think you're that guy.
0: Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I try to get something that maybe sometimes matches the theme. Of oh, yeah, yeah. I, that,
1: that's true. Yeah. You're much you're you're much less crazy than that guy, yeah. whoever he is.
0: Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to stay on task. It's hard. <laughs> it, it's
1: it is hard.
0: I, I struggle. I'm on the struggle bus, as the daughter would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All well, right, it so takes well, us about thirty minutes before we actually can press record because we keep you know, going on tangents of stories we have for each other. So, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We never talk about the thing that <laughs> <Right. laughs> we hit record. <laughs> the, uh, and the thing, this, uh, this episode, uh, we're still on crucial conversations. Yes. Uh, and crucial conversations. Uh, it's those conversations when the, the views are opposite, the stakes are high and the emotions are strong.
1: Yeah. And
0: like a movie trailer, <laughs> it sounds like a
1: movie trailer. And oh, I wish it was a movie, right? Because uh, it's it's funny, uh, you and I were talking some about some stories that we cannot share on air of things that have happened just over the last week, where there were some crucial conversations that in some cases were probably literally life and death. Well, mm-hmm. gosh, in one of them, we know for sure um because there was a, a, a mental hospital involved uh because of some threats and in another case um long term probably so and in a couple others i mean we just, it, it's crazy how often this is happening uh, we'll be talking about this as we go through the episodes that this is becoming a really really important skill for a manager to have and nobody really gets equipped on this um, unless you maybe had parents who you know gave you some common sense about some of these things but the, the, these are big big deals so oh yeah really excited. Well,
0: well i think one of the things that, that it, when you, as you were listing those examples it, it, you know i was looking for the theme and the theme was in some cases it was the surprise cru- crucial conversation oh yeah, <laughs> yeah oh like, yeah like, like i i thought it was going to be a regular coaching conversation and it turned into a surprise crucial conversation
1: yep this person and, needs help immediately
0: yeah, this, this spun up to a, a level yeah. of emotion, a, a level of, uh, of uh, you know, viewpoints that, that I didn't suspect were there and the stakes were higher than I imagined.
1: Yeah. And in some cases, you and I know of situations where we've had the coaching conversation with an employee who's, you know, here's how high the stakes are for the business. They're going to quit. <laughs> They're looking for other jobs because of one little thing. And the managers missed it they missed that opportunity to make it a crucial conversation because they just didn't have their radar on about uh, the, the the communication that they had with this employee so we know that uh, this little series is going to be of value so anyway um we, we talked last time about start with the heart and this idea that you know if you if you really uh cared about this conversation, if you, if you really knew that this was going to be a crucial conversation for those three reasons, high stakes, high emotions, opposing viewpoints, well, you need to sit down and think through what do I want for myself? What do I want for the other person? And what do I want for the relationship? So you can go back and listen to the last episode about that. But this one kind of builds on it where this one's uh, called learn to look. And the idea is that if you really did want that crucial conversation and wanted that change in, in whatever it is, if you really valued the relationship, well, you wouldn't choose silence or violence. You'd choose the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so we need to define what silence and violence means. But that's, that's the gist here is I need to look at myself mainly um, and, and see you know what, what, what part of this do I play so that I make sure I'm not the one guilty of silence or violence here.
0: Yeah, it, the and we're still in the the pregame prep for the crucial conversation. Right. So so start with heart, learn to look and I think the, the author could have expanded it. learn to look at yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's this what's the situation? What was my role in this situation? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we hear this all the time. They're they're pointing at the team member. You got the, you know, somebody saying, well, my team members did this or my team's doing that. And very seldom do they ever follow that up with. And I think part of it's because I fill yeah. in the blank <laughs> and that, that, and this is that part of yeah, the, this situation has gotten to this point because I didn't have a coaching conversation because I allowed something because I, you know. And so this is all about, all right, so I got to own part of this. And now's the time to have that conversation with myself about what do I own? And what behaviors did I, did I put forth that contributed to this situation that we're currently in? Well, can I,
1: can I tell you a story
0: about that? I should have worn my pajamas.
1: You, you really should have yeah although you might soil them i mean that's how crazy the story is but
0: you like fred savage and the princess bride
1: (laughs) my kid okay i gotta tell you my kids just watched that for the first time and our local elections uh last uh you know over the last week a lot of you know yard signs are going up and we apparently have a local candidate that they have decided looks like prince humperdinck oh and i (laughs) i feel so sad for this guy (laughs) <laughs> anyway,
0: inconceivable.
1: You're right. Such <laughs> a good movie. such yeah. so a good movie. Number okay. Yep. Anyway, um, so here's a here's a story. So this is, uh, you know, you've you've heard of Samson and Delilah from uh, from the Bible. You know, yep. Um, yep. We all know the the little bit of the gist of the story that he's you know seduced by Delilah. You know, ends up uh, losing his strength because she, you know, cuts his hair. Um, well, the the story really should be called uh samson his first wife a hooker and delilah and uh it's, it's, well, see, it's now the of,
0: story sounds much more interesting
1: it, it doesn't it though yeah, doesn't
0: yeah. it i'm suddenly leaning in
1: <laughs> oh, right.
0: oh yeah this is this is good <laughs> stuff right here
1: and and i'm i'm only going to give you the parts of the story that apply to this silence and violence idea but you know, the, 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 the gist of the Samson character is that an angel announces his birth and says from the womb, this is going to be dedicated to God. This young man is going to be uh, someone that if he lives a certain way, doesn't cut his hair, stays pure in a lot of ways, that he will uh, begin to save Israel from uh, his, uh, her enemies. Uh, the, the Philistines at the time were the, the big oppressors. So um, fast forward, Samson uh, decides to fall in love with a Philistine. Or at least he says she's right in his eyes. That's how he puts it. And um, they, they do a wedding feast. I'm skipping a lot of the story here, but just, just know that eventually there's a week-long wedding feast with this young woman who's one of the enemies, actually. And um, she starts uh, nagging him and crying and saying, you don't love me because uh, you won't tell me the answer to the riddle. Well, the riddle was that he bet That the the bridal party of the Philistines couldn't solve this riddle that he had come up with. And uh it was a bet. If he won, they were going to give him 30 pairs of clothing, sets of clothing. If uh he won, he had to give them 30. Well, she nags and cries for you know the 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 whole week worth of this wedding festival celebration thing. And um, you know, I'd love to tell you that the story is that he says, honey this is really weird. You know, like we were newlyweds, we ought to be happy, but you're crying. That just seems really out of character on our wedding week that you're this upset about not knowing the answer to a riddle. Is there something, I don't know, is there something going on here? And then she could have said, yes, uh, the Philistines in the town have threatened me and my father that they're going to burn us alive if you don't tell the answer to the riddle. Um, but instead, what Samson does is he says, "Whatever, fine. I'll just tell you." And he tells her. She tells them. And he loses the bet. Um, and then, of course, Samson again. He could have said, "You know what? This really hurts. You know, my own in-laws and my family. This really hurts that you guys would uh, uh, trick us and 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 uh, get us to where we're fighting each other in the middle of our own wedding week." And, I, I can't believe you're doing that. And, uh, you know, we're going to set up some boundaries with you guys. And we're, we're going to go live in Israelite territory. And but instead, what Samson does is he uh, goes into town, beats up, probably kills 30 men, takes their clothing, hands them off to the wedding party and says, here, here's your clothes and then leaves. And I don't mean leaves. I mean, like leaves the marriage, like like runs back home and doesn't even tell him. And uh, she gets married off to somebody else. She gets married off to the best man. Um, he, uh, at some point, you know, uh, tries to come back. That doesn't work out very well. A lot of people die. Um, he gives up, goes to a hooker. They try to kill him again. That doesn't work out very well either. A lot of people die, and then he ends up with uh, another Philistine, Delilah. And this one is. Um, it's, it's really kind of creepy because Delilah uses that same, you know, sort of nagging and uh, you don't love me and all that. Why don't you tell me? And it's not a riddle this time. It's tell me the secret to your great strength. You have all this strength from your God. Tell me what, what's the secret. Well, he, he makes up, he lies and tells her, Oh, it's this. She puts him to sleep, does the thing that he said, And then says, Samson, wake up. The Philistines are upon you. And, of course, he busts out, you know, the the bonds that she put him in. And uh, he's ready to, you know, break bad. So he knows that she's literally trying to get the secret out of him so that she can hurt him. And he stays. He doesn't have a conversation with her or anything. He just stays. And I don't know if it's the next night or later, but eventually, you know, she brings it up again. You know, Samson, come on, tell me seriously. And instead of, you know, at this point, the story could have ended and he could have said, hey, look, I don't think this is healthy. I, I, you're, you're trying to uh, get some stuff out of me that can only be hurting me. What's going on here, right? And instead, um, well, it turns out that the answer is she's been bribed and she's going to get a ton of money if uh, she can tell the Philistine leadership, you know, the secret. Well, it happens again. And of course he lies again and it happens again. And of course he lies again, but eventually the nagging wears on him to the point of death. It says, and he just says, you know what? Here, here's the real truth. Cut off my hair. I'm done for hair gets cut off when he's asleep, wakes up, he's arrested, eyes gouged out, thrown in jail as a slave. The story has an ending that I won't even bother with because it doesn't apply to our uh, whole uh, mess here. But yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, six examples of people using either silence or violence in the story instead of having an actual honest to God conversation. And look how much trouble it caused. It just continued to spiral further and further out of control. Um, So there's an example of uh, how this. uh, you know, uh, can play out, uh, even in ancient times, they were really wrestling with this whole concept of, can we just talk?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was so much. Yeah. So many times. Yeah. The conversation would have solved the problem. Right. And, and yeah, it went to such extremes when the conversation did not take place.
1: Tens of thousands of people die in the story. I mean, <laughs> right. High stakes, you know, high stakes
0: right right yeah you know and uh yeah and it all stems you know from the nagging (laughs) a lot of nagging in this
1: story (laughs) you know and and samson you know and and you know sometimes this guy is me sometimes it's managers that i work with we we look like we've got it all together right and we're you know we're, we're tough we're we're put together nothing really rattles us and then you ask us to go have a conversation with somebody about like we said in an earlier episode body odor or the one employee who, you know, is thinking about, uh, quitting and, uh, you know, just what, name the scenario, name, name the conversation that you've avoided or came in too strong on and didn't actually make it a conversation. And, um, that's why we're talking about this. You know, we're all, you know, Samson's got superhuman strength, but he can't hang. And, uh, that's, that's what we're trying to help people do is equip them to, to be able to hang in those dialogues.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have yeah saved three marriages, a hundred thousand lives. Uh, <laughs>
1: but other than that, uh, other yeah. than that's no big deal. Yeah, was,
0: yeah. So it's, it's like a combination of sleeping with the enemy, pretty woman, and man of steel. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah. I see where all these you know origin stories are coming from. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's all out of this. The so when you think about this, so now if we if we pay attention to the model outlined in the book. we would have to ask Samson, all right, so what did you do that contributed to this this situation? (laughs) Right. You know, and hes I'm sure he's, you know, like it's going to be hard for him to think of anything at first. I
1: don't know. I
0: don't know. I was just just trying to, you know, eat, sleep, and the next thing you know, he's nagging me into stuff. So, and I, I think it goes back, you know, to your point, right? Were there some conversations that you could have had um, that would have that would have de escalated this thing. That that would we, we would have found our mutual purpose, and we would have gotten back to that, yeah, in, in a better way. And we run into this with with managers all the time. And you know, I, when I when I read this this part of the book, it was you don't you know that that saying you don't get what you expect, you get what you allow. Yeah. And, and so you know, at some point, you've allowed. person to come in late you've allowed them to underperform you've allowed Mm. them to uh not follow you know you know crucial rules you've allowed something and now you're trying to rein it back in right and so when you look at this uh, yeah it was probably one of those things that 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 could have been solved much sooner uh and now it's gotten to a point where it's now a crucial conversation. emotions are high viewpoints are strong and yeah yeah this thing is 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 a high stakes endeavor
1: and yeah, and, and maybe it was a crucial conversation from the get go but it was just a tiny conversation you know it it could have been over and done with and and that whole branch of the story that spins out of control would have been just shut off from the uh, from the future
0: oh yeah i think well, that's you, a hard the part. one that we seem to hear about a lot here recently is 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 the pay rate yeah. You know, and the employee comes in and says, listen, we, ne- I need a pay raise or I'm leaving. Uh, you know, or I need a performance review and a pay raise or I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and the, you know, the, the manager's first thought is, man, you're unreasonable. And this came out of the blue. And, and then when you start talking to the manager, you realize, yeah, in the history of this person's employment here, we, we haven't regularly sat down and talked about you know, pay and performance and, yeah. and, and how do you get to the next level and where you stand now and just all these neat conversations that, that had they taken place, yeah, we wouldn't be at the point of now we got to have a crucial conversation.
1: Right, right. And, and I think, um, you know, sometimes managers feel like they have talked about it, um, but this whole silence and violence uh, concept Um, you know Samson stalks off Samson gives in and avoids you know confronting somebody and having a real talk Um, but that's you know that's not always what it looks like sometimes it's masking you know you're sort of understating the problem sugarcoating a little bit maybe even using some sarcasm Mm -hmm. Um, uh, maybe maybe it is you know just totally avoiding like Samson did and just steering away from that problem Um, or or just not talking to that person ever. Like, you know, pe- we, we know of people that have gone to different shifts so that they don't ever have to, you know, deal with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, none of those things are going to be healthy for that, you know, employee long-term to be a producer who stays with the company. Well, so, even,
0: uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, this, that stat around, you know, who should you spend your time coaching? And, Mm. and there's some research out there that says 50% of your time should be spent with your top performers. And many managers that we, that we work with that they're spending 50% of their time or more with the, with the people who are creating the biggest fires and the complainers and the whiners and the, you know, the people who aren't contributing. And when you, when you show that to managers and they'll look at it and they'll go, well, no, I just leave them alone. Uh, you know they're my, my they yeah, they don't they're, need they're my so good I leave them alone yeah they don't need my help they know what to do they're out there running ahead of the pack right. and I said yeah they do that up until the point where they walk up to you and give you your two their two their two week notice yeah and they say listen uh, you know you guys have been great but I'm leaving and then the manager says this I had no idea anything was wrong yeah Well, of course you didn't yeah <laughs> you, <Didn't laughs> you spent time with them. You were letting them run. You, were, you weren't yeah. talking to them. And so uh, these regular check-ins, and that's the, that's the self-analysis piece of, okay, what role did I have to play in this top performer leaving? Yeah. And in this case, it wasn't me solving a negative. It was me providing positive reinforcement and letting them know that they're valued and appreciated for the top performance. And I probably could have kept them.
1: Yeah. And, and so that's a great example of the silent side of the equation. You know, if, if if you're, if you're just withdrawing or avoiding or masking, or maybe even sarcasm, just sort of uh, not having the direct conversation, um, especially for the good, the good employees, quote unquote, um, you're, you're possibly going to lose them. The other part of this mirror to look in is the violence and you know, the idea here, you know, what, what have I contributed? Well, maybe what you've contributed is a lot of heat. (laughs) Maybe you've, maybe you have uh, upped the stakes on this one. Um, And it, and it could be by, you know, simple things like cutting people off and never letting them have a say when you have that sit down. I I brought up this manager before that was a great closer, a really good salesperson, really good closer. And in his management style, that's what he did is he closed his people on what he wanted them to do. And, you know, he'd lean down next to him and, you know, can you see how this would be? And, uh, but they never really got to talk, right? So, you know, he'd end up, you know, he might even overstate the facts a little bit, or, or you know, speak in these absolute black and white terms, you know, this is good, this is bad. Um, um, I, n- I never saw him uh, belittle people, um, but that certainly would be violence too, right? If you, if you, uh, you know, labeled something, gave it a name, um, oh,
0: yeah. Well, or even, yeah, you know, I hear this one. Uh, you know the way I see it, there's really only one way, only one thing we need to do,
1: yeah, okay,
0: I thought okay. there was more I thought there was more than one, but apparently I was wrong <laughs> right. And yeah, whatever you're about to say is obviously what I have to do. And yeah. So, yeah and so, so, yeah, yeah, you you beat me down. But in just a really nice, friendly way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and again, some employees are not, yeah. but, and the,
1: but they won't say anything to you, right? Some employees right. are going to go along with that right up until they leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you were to look at this, you'd obviously see that this is what needs to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty okay, obvious. Boss. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go do that. Yeah. And it, yeah, it looked like a conversation. It looked like a discussion, uh, but it truly wasn't.
1: Yeah. And and I bet the manager leaves that conversation going, good talk. All right. Really told them a lot. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And they were so receptive. <laughs> 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 yeah. They just soaked it up like sponge.
0: <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. They just took it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think this is, I think this is fantastic. So before, and we've got, we've got two more things that we would like for you to do before you even start the conversation. Yes. So start with heart, you know, why are you having this conversation? And then learn to look, uh, you know, how have I contributed to the problem? And then this last that little idea of learn to look is, is how would I behave if I really wanted the results that I'm shooting for? yeah how would I behave if I wanted this person to stay here a long time and be loyal to the company? How would I have behaved uh, if I wanted them to come in on time? How would I behave if I wanted them to continue to grow and develop? How would I you know start to ask yourself, okay, so you know, here's what I did that contributed to it. What could I be doing in order to not find ourselves in this position?
1: And this is scary, right? Because this is probably a change of behavior possibly even directly with this person, right, uh, having the conversation, apologizing for things that you may have done in the past. There are some things that you might need to do to restore this relationship, because usually that's what we want, right, is there's an outcome we want, but we also want that relationship to be maintained, if for no other reason then we want to work with these people, you know, and, and keep them in the company, but I oh, bet yeah. it's more than that, too.
0: Oh, yeah, and for those of you out there who are completely disappointed that you might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be about coaching the other guy. Well, it is. Uh, it's about having a conversation with the other guy, but before we can do that, we have to examine, all right, what what did I do that that helped contribute to the, the situation that we're in? There. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that hurts. That's painful. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's a, it's a crucial part uh, of the conversation.
1: It is. And, um, We've got much more to say. There's, there's, uh, we we uh, we have uh, some some help on uh, naming your emotions. Uh, we have some stuff coming up on how to script this conversation, how to make sure you're being very true and logical about what's really going on in the situation. So keep coming back. Uh, we'll we'll have more of this, but for now, you know, I think uh, Socrates said the 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 unexamined life is not worth living. So we're inviting you to look in the mirror, um, and uh, and say what what part of this do I own? I knew some ancient Greek guy would show up. Somewhere yeah, there. I couldn't stop it. I, I just couldn't stop it. Can't help yourself. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Speaking of ancient guys, uh, let's, <laughs> see, what, let's <laughs> see what our announcer has to say. And that's a wrap. It doesn't take a genius. The blog dedicated to reducing the irreducible. Next time, prime numbers. What makes them so special? Join us then, and thanks for listening.
1: That's good enough.